0: The Go Blue Crew. Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Divine. There is big news out of Michigan football's camp. Derek, it's JJ McCarthy is going to get the nod in Week Three against UConn? He beat out Cade McNamara. But the bigger news, Derek, is that man, you forgot to upload last week's episode. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: I have to say, I don't know that the the fans missed much. We kind of <laughs> contemplated what what JJ McCarthy start would look like. Let me just say, we called gonna, it one hundred
0: percent. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were. You know, the the score if predictions were spot it. on.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah,
1: maybe maybe talked about the environments that we'd be watching it in. Uh, yeah, I had a crazy midweek. Went out of the country for a few days, so yeah, I just never. Never got around to it, but if, if you heard it, if it was live, you would have been super impressed. You're and like, oh my like God. man, these guys are spot on. I cannot wait to tune in. And yeah, you know, we have more to talk about this week. I guess uh, at least in terms of a recap than we did week one. As you know, I think basically we said Cade McNamara wasn't all that impressive. JJ no. showed some flashes, and that we were looking forward to him uh, dropping. You know. 40, 50, 60 points on on Hawaii, which was close. So, yeah, I mean, you didn't miss much.
0: No, I mean, he was almost perfect against Hawaii, 11 for 12, and the one in completion was a dropped pass. Michigan, that game was clearly never in doubt, 56-10. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. That last, that last touchdown was, was so good. Steps up into the, the hmm. pocket, uh, finds an open receiver, and and sort of the 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 boundary of the end zone out toward uh, the pylon almost, and I mean that was just an incredible throw to me. It had been locked up before then, but when he made that throw, that was the confirmation. Would you say that you know what? It's JJ McCarthy's time.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's the better option, I think, with this year's team. And and I look at the past too. I was. As impressed with the the pass to Cornelius Johnson. I think he had Ronnie Bell open streaking across the field. And, you know, he went for the more dangerous JJ McCarthy type throw. Uh Cornelius Johnson had a step on two defenders uh and just hit him in perfect stride. And then obviously the the play you mentioned, uh stepping up to the line of scrimmage and firing it to the to the pylon to to Cornelius Johnson as well. That's a guy that seemed like uh, he had a good connection with Cade McNamara last year. Uh, he's a veteran, you know, one of the, the most experienced guys. And uh, for JJ to not only be able to, to throw the ball like he did, but to be able to find, you know, experienced players like Johnson and Ronnie Bell uh, probably tells you all you need to know that he's going to get the ball to, to whoever's open. Uh, and he's not willing to, or he's more than willing to make the the downfield throw. I mean, again, it's Hawaii. Uh, they were playing against air for a while there, especially through the air on that first play. But uh, not every quarterback is going to hit that wide open Roman Wilson in almost perfect stride, uh, though many quarterbacks are going to be able to get him the ball for a touchdown there. So, yeah, I mean, we saw Cade McNamara throw the ball downfield, uh, you know, a limited amount of times last year. It was pretty successful in some big games at doing so. But one of the things we saw against Western Michigan, we saw in garbage time against Wisconsin, uh, we saw in you know a, a game that was already over in the in the college football playoff uh, is JJ has a strong arm and is not afraid to sling the rock uh, downfield and yeah near perfect game a, a Ronnie Bell drop away from going twelve for twelve and yeah of course naturally even though it's against Hawaii Heisman odds are much more favorable for a for a JJ McCarthy though he obviously has a lot to prove.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up because uh, I saw he had suddenly shown up at what, like, fifth best odds, depending on what book you're looking at. And it, I don't think I'm being crazy here by saying that's premature, but I think it just speaks obviously to the the level of play that college football in general expects out of JJ McCarthy going forward. Like, you're gonna be the starter, you're gonna get all the reps you need to put up those big yards and an impressive touchdown interception ratio and stuff like that. Uh, Not even to mention what he's going to be able to do on the ground, running the football. Do you think like, I forget the Heisman maybe for a second, but are we talking like an all big 10 caliber quarterback or something like that?
1: Yeah. You know, there's even a couple of Ohio state guys uh, that I can't remember what the, the site's called now, but they do the Michigan Monday. Uh, you know, in, in the podcast version of what they did, they were even talking about, you know, he might have the the best arm or the best deep ball in all of college football. And that's saying a lot. You know, they they've they cover a team that has C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what you notice a, a about a C.J. Stroud and, and why he struggled against Michigan's great defense last year uh, is, you know, he does really rely, even in their comeback against Utah and the Rose Bowl, on their tremendous wide receivers, essentially being wide open multiple times a game. Uh, And I think the things Michigan's going to be able to do with JJ McCarthy uh, is going to put him in a good position, uh, especially with his ability to deliver the ball uh, to really, you know, increase the, the, the passing efficiency from last year. Uh, I think I heard today or saw today that, uh, you know, Cade McNamara only had to throw four passes in the second half of Ohio state, which is great. You know, they had, they had found a way to win that game, which is all they needed to do. But, uh, this is a different team. Uh, I think this is a team where the offense may have to carry the defense until at least some of the, the questions are answered. And there's not really questions in week one and two because uh, they've had no trouble against the early opponents. But I'd say the the defense is more suspect to having a, a bad game before the offense is, at least as the schedule gets tough. So, yeah, it's all but wrapped up in my mind. Uh, it's just hard because, you know, Cade McNamara is the quarterback who – be Ohio State and won a Big Ten championship and led Michigan to its first college football playoff. And he's so, a captain, yeah, and he's a cat, current captain, so the, the boo is unnecessary. Uh, that's drunk students for you who had waited till you know after nine p.m. to to see a kickoff and had drank all day. But yeah, I mean this is this is probably JJ's team, and as long as he keeps playing well, I think uh, Big Ten player, not player of the year, but uh, All American or at least on one of the teams in the Big Ten. Uh, definitely in reach, but yeah, again, he's got a lot of proof. Uh, he, he hasn't even faced a tough team yet. Uh, pretty pretty easy for him to go out and throw against air uh, and start number one.
0: Well, knock on wood, he's not going to face a tough team in week three. UConn, another one of those programs that uh, is trying to bring itself itself up, up out of the mud right now currently. Um, you really couldn't have constructed a, a more advantageous non-conference schedule if you're a Michigan. Just bottom-of-the-barrel teams, and we talked about this with Colorado State, it's not um, a disrespect thing. It's just a matter of fact. I mean, these are programs that are um, really far behind because of one circumstance or the other, and that's who Michigan's playing in 2022. So it's another tune-up for JJ McCarthy and, and really the entire team. And I wonder, I mean, cause you, you said, you know, there weren't that many questions considering the opponents in your, in your right. But I also wonder um, we've got one big answer here, which is that JJ McCarthy outperformed Cade McNamara, but whether we're talking about just the quarterback play or, uh, you know, offense in general, or, or we've got specific questions on defense. I do wonder through these three games, like, what kind of answers should we expect to have? Like, do we have any right now? And if we don't, do we really think we're going to get them after a week, three game against UConn before big 10 play starts?
1: You know, I think the answers they're, they're looking for is can the, the best players on the team take care of business and can the young players on the team who are getting really quality reps in these games, uh, you know, show enough on tape that they're ready for big moments as well. You know, there's, there's definitely guys across the board that, you know, maybe you haven't heard from like an Andrew Anthony, uh, but you've seen a Roman Wilson, you know, basically have like three to four touches and what three of them have gone for touchdowns, uh, you know, kind of reminds me of Blake Corum's early touches uh, when he was kind of in the Heisman running in September, uh, especially after his big game uh, against Washington. So I think there's a lot of questions because you haven't faced a team that has even, you know, uh, taking the lead on you or, or put you in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, you haven't really seen JJ McCarthy face adversity. Uh, he's not gonna, you know, uh, have a, whatever, 300 and some, uh, uh, quarterback rating or receive, uh, you know, I think it was like a high 93 from, uh, pro football focus, you know, one of the best games, uh, I think ever in the hardball era, uh, probably pretty easily. Uh, I saw another crazy stat in the game notes that uh, he has a touchdown rate of 10.7% in his <laughs> career, uh, which is eight of 75 attempts, and that half of those eight have been on explosive plays, 35 yards, 42 yards, 56 yards, and 69 <laughs> yards. I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he's human. Uh, he's going to make mistakes. We saw him make some big mistakes against Michigan State on the road. But, uh, I think this guy has always been able to play. I was listening to Joe Klatt talk, uh, Joel Klatt talk. And, you know, he had said that he was one of the guys, uh, with many others who thought that it might take a, uh, J.J. McCarthy to beat Ohio state. It just happened to be that their defense just got better and better as the year went on. Uh, and, and with the help of, you know, whether that Ohio state clearly didn't want to play in, uh, you didn't need stellar quarterback performance to, to win winning game like you didn't really need all season until you you ran into a team like georgia so yeah i don't i don't know how many answers we have but i think we're pretty confident moving forward that this is uh jj mccarthy's job and i guess we just see uh, how he does when he faces adversity or, or how he does in his first road test uh at iowa in a couple of weeks
0: one thing we talked about last week in our uh perfect podcast where mm, we predicted yeah. everything that was going to happen um the possibility that J.J. McCarthy would have such a game that you walked away from it knowing he was a starter. And that's what happened. But were you surprised that Harbaugh in his postgame press conference said, yep, we're starting J.J. McCarthy going forward? Or did you think that it was going to stretch into this week? Because I would have leaned toward stretching into this week just based on the things that we've seen from Harbaugh in the past, even though it was so obvious, I, I wouldn't have expected him to get in front of the media immediately after the game and said, uh, here's the result of the quarterback competition I orchestrated. I didn't see that happening, but obviously he did it, and I wondered if it surprised you.
1: Uh, I'd say initially it felt surprising. I remember, you know, I was at a wedding, uh, kind of driving home from the wedding. The game was was over. Wedding went pretty. The reception went pretty late. Uh, and even just, you know, kind of turned to Shelby, the only one available uh, in the car, and just said, "He's already announced JJ as a starter for next week." So I guess in that sense, I was surprised. But when I looked back at the game and actually kind of rewatched it in, a, in an environment where I could just focus on the game. Just with the way he played, uh, the way Cade McNamara didn't play well, a lot of it not his fault. Early, another drop from CJ Stokes, bad blocking again. He was sacked two more times, I think three times in two games, which might you know up until the the Georgia game might be about as much as he was sacked last year in total. Uh, And then he came out in the second half and just looked so off on the throw down the sideline, trying to get Andrew Anthony. He wasn't even close to connecting with him. Uh, short armed it for sure. And so when that happened, uh, and, and the fact that obviously Jim Harbaugh is going to be asked, do you think JJ's done enough to, you know, get the starting job? I think he just flat out and said, Hey, near flawless game. You know, only thing that kept him from being perfect was a drop. Uh, and we're going to start JJ next week. I think it's just getting ahead of the questions. He knew were probably going to come in the post game press conference. So not all that surprised. Uh, hard to see a guy play that well and not be named the starter for week three
0: okay oh tough question here but what is what does this mean for Cade McNamara going forward because I I'm already I've been saying um, if J.J. McCarthy is a starter you don't have a two quarterback system the way you did when Cade McNamara was a starter because Cade Cade McNamara doesn't give you the curveball in the same way that mccarthy did so he's a backup now and we already mentioned he's a captain and players have have come out and and defended him i think really well especially you know when you talk about the booze that came in um which i did not hear live on like watching the broadcast on btn i also don't hear really well to begin with so maybe it was audible and i just didn't pick it up but i saw that later on social media and i was like this is insane how quickly um you know you can be a, a very successful quarterback at michigan leading that program to his most successful season like of the de- or of the the century and you lose your starting job and people are booing you now was it students was it you know other fans you know who knows but it puts him in a and maybe an awkward or at least difficult situation going forward. He's the backup now, you know, he's going to be the one getting in there when a game is out of hand. Um, Should JJ McCarthy get hurt, you know, banged up even for just a play or two where he has to to come out. Um, I've got full confidence that Cade McNamara is going to go in there and do exactly what he needs to do, whatever the situation is, because we saw it all last season, but in, you know, mentally internally i i just i have to wonder like what does that do to to your confidence and and all that other stuff that that goes on when when you are a starter for an entire season and then your coach opens up a quarterback competition a very public one and you lose it and frankly you know it wasn't like we were all wondering who was going to get the starting job after those two games you know so i just wonder what what that means for him going forward
1: it's tough you know I I think of the boos and I don't know if it's booing is is not great in general um a bad look especially with the situation
0: booing Iowa's offense if you pay money to go watch Iowa play and that's what they do by all means boo but yeah, I'm, still,
1: I'm still being careful with talking too much about Iowa because uh, Michigan still has to go to Kinnick, <laughs> maybe idea, even actually, still at yeah. night. So that'll probably somehow be the, the game that they find their offense or at least limit Michigan's. But, <laughs>
0: 53 points.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think of the situation. It, it felt to me, and I obviously didn't hear it at the wedding, saw it tweeted about, uh, probably more audible, obviously live. It felt like as much of a booing of the situation than it was because of Cade McNamara. Um, and not, I mean, solely because you had just watched JJ McCarthy light it up. He was already, um, you know, I mean, he did throw another touchdown after that. They basically gave him a two minute drill, but he had already thrown two touchdowns, uh, and essentially, uh, already had the one drop pass. So he comes out and, and the offense just doesn't move, you know, blame it on whoever you want, but the offense doesn't move. The drive looks really bad. Michigan's forced to punt for the first time all game. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that would be upsetting. And then you give him another shot in the in the second half, and, and again, Cade McNamara throws a pretty bad interception when that wasn't a problem uh, last year. In game one, he was really close to throwing an interception. Again, wasn't much of a problem, especially in those types of games last year. But you do you do feel for him. I'm sure his confidence is his shot. Um, another thing that I'm sure we'll talk more about I do think you know with with the way he handled it after the game, uh, game one. I don't think it was that impressive for him to say what he said that it was unexpected. Uh, I just have a hard time believing, as confident as he may be, and as deserving as he even may be, uh, because of what he did last year. Like, there's no way you're a quarterback in a quarterback room watching JJ McCarthy's ability, especially his ability to run, and not and don't know that he's like a starting caliber quarterback so you might think you're better than him you know you might think you deserve to start more but there's no way he watches a quarterback play even against Hawaii and think like oh like yeah maybe I still want to start over him or think I should start over him but you can't discredit his performance and as long as JJ McCarthy continues to play well or give Michigan's offense a new ceiling you know he's gonna just gonna have to take it uh and, and and I hope for him uh, knowing that there's an opportunity there to play, uh, depending on what happens with J.J. McCarthy, especially injury-related because he can't slide or get out of bounds in time before taking a lick. Uh, I hope that in a way that Cade McNamara can kind of channel a Ronnie Bell from last year, obviously a much different situation. Uh, Ronnie Bell didn't play the rest of the season because he was injured in game one. Uh, and instead of kind of fading away, uh, not only chose to come back but was very much a part of the team. Cade being a team captain, uh, he's got to be energetic and ready to play uh, and play as much of a leadership role as he can on the sideline and not fade away. Uh, and I don't expect him to because he's been named a captain. He wants to continue to to allow his resume to look good, to either play somewhere else, fight for the job again next year, or even pursue a professional career. So I hope that you know eventually uh, you hear him or, or see him uh, super proud of the the quarterback that he did help, um, you know, mold into someone ready to play. You know, JJ gave him praise uh, last week to the media, essentially saying like he's blessed to to play uh, with a guy like that and learn from a guy like that. And I think he was being sincere uh, when he said that because you know, Cage's leadership has has been something that people have been impressed with since uh, the the pandemic ridden se- season. So, yeah, I mean, tough for him, but the best player is going to play, and I think in two games. Uh, and likely moving forward this season, we're going to see uh, some performances out of JJ McCarthy that are unlike uh, many that we've seen from quarterbacks of the past, and at least in Harbaugh's era.
0: Yeah, and I, I just want to add to that too that that we we should not judge Cade McNamara's leadership quality or his style based on the very little bit that we see on camera during games or mm-hmm. any time he's in front of media i mean there is a whole world outside of the things we get to see and just because he's not the most energetic in your face screaming leadership kind of guy uh for for you know 3 hours on a saturday afternoon that you know by no means does that mean he doesn't have the total respect of of his teammates and coaches and and you know everything that's required of, of a captain i could see some people getting on that being like you know where's where is he clapping and cheering for for you know JJ McCarthy's touchdown and all that and that's what the camera's going to pan to, you know, oh, what's what's Cade McNamara doing? I, I think it's totally unfair to, to you know judge somebody based on just that little bit uh, that we get to see publicly. So, uh we've we've dogged UConn a little bit here. Apologies uh to any any fans of of the Yukon Huskies out there. But what do we expect from JJ McCarthy? And, you, you know, be general, give numbers, I don't care, and then uh, a score for that game.
1: Yeah, I'd expect a, a fast start. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, go 50 to to 7. Uh, I think UConn gets on the board uh, that, you know, unless the, the spread changes, that's not quite covering the spread. But, again, when you set it at 47.5, where it's at on a Wednesday evening, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, you're not any That's less impressed funny. with Michigan's game last week. Uh I think Hawaii Hawaii actually probably outscored him in the second half against, you know, Michigan's third and fourth strings. Um, so I think the spreads are tough because yeah, if Michigan let JJ go all half before, you know, and didn't even put Cade McNamara in, I, I think you you know, you probably do see thirty, you know, twenties, thirties, maybe even forties in the first half like the forty two uh against Uh, Hawaii in in the first half so yeah I'll go uh, I'll go 50 50 to 7 and I think J.J. McCarthy uh, won't be as perfect as a week ago Uh, I think they'll try some different things I expect him to maybe get a little bit more in in the running game Uh, he didn't need to at all because his passing was near perfection and the running backs did a uh, you know a heck of a job doing their part in limited action Uh, you know four running backs at that uh, maybe even five I can't even remember I felt like they had a field day, no matter what the position was. So, yeah, I think more impressive from JJ, uh, more solidification that hey, he's doing something at a different level than Caden McNamara would be able to do. And you know, Michigan wins easily, and I think this is the last game they win at least that easily uh, for for a couple of weeks, uh, maybe even a few weeks. You know, I, I think that Maryland is, brings a different challenge. I think playing on the road brings a different challenge. So, I guess enjoy a, a blowout where you can. You know, maybe even uh check in on a couple of other things on a Saturday at noon because you can rest assured that Michigan is likely to pull away in this one early.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Derek. I am gonna take Michigan fifty two to to um six. And and uh, you know, if the six points comes from from a touchdown and a missed extra point, um I'll just say I called that, but I feel like I feel like Michigan keeps UConn out of the end zone. Uh, as far as JJ McCarthy, so hard to predict numbers, which I really was trying to do. But when you don't know if a guy's gonna play a quarter and a half or three and a half quarters or whatever, it's is almost useless trying to to you know say here is how many yards he's gonna throw for or whatever. But but I do expect uh, something pretty similar to what we saw against Hawaii. So comfortable presence on the field, you know, hitting shots downfield. Uh if if Yukon gives him something in in its 35, 40, you know, 50 yards downfield, like I expect him to be able to do that. That's one of his great attributes is, is an arm that can touch pretty much any part of the field. So if UConn's defense does blow coverage or something like that, I totally expect him to just take full advantage of that. But Basically what we saw against Hawaii, just a nice, comfortable performance, something easy that uh, lets you know this thing is taken care of maybe with like 10 minutes to go in uh, the second quarter. I would certainly appreciate that, and I think a lot of other people would too. So uh, we'll get back next week and, and talk about what we saw. Get ready for Big Ten play. And until then, take care out there and go blue.
1: Go blue.